Welcome to Shortcut to Sunday. I'm Ben. And I'm Bruce. And this is your podcast for Sunday, February 17th, 2019. And uh, Bruce, we're doing something a little bit different today. That's right. Um, Would you like to describe your surroundings for the people listening at home? Well, I'm in the parish hall, and we are in the process of a blood drive, so I am hooked up and bleeding away. (laughs) Yeah, this this is true. Uh, uh, So the original idea was we were going to sit in side-to-side beds uh, uh, as we donate blood. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, I uh, had a tattoo a couple of months ago in the great state of Nevada, Shout out to the great state of Nevada, but With they are unregulated tattoo. They parlors. are an unregulated state for tattoo parlors. So even though uh, I got mine by a licensed uh, tattoo artist at Apparently a very meaningless at a very high respect, highly respective uh, tattoo parlor, uh, the the, uh, the the ability to give blood uh, is is shunned to uh, the door is shut to me for a year, and I have to come back. Uh, later, but uh, but yes, we we do. Uh, so we wanted to still do it. Now that I tricked you into <laughs> into donating blood, I'm happy to give the gift of life, <laughs> even if you'll go across the country to avoid doing it. <laughs> but uh, because but, if you had gotten your tattoo in Indiana, it would have been fine. Yes, and so another great shout out to, to the great state of Indiana. That's right. <laughs> So there, uh, so yeah, so we're that's where we're at. So you'll hear some background noise. Uh, those are uh, uh, prisoners and and uh, uh, people who live here in in Fishers. We've got the uh, the the blood mobile out front. Uh, few vampires. Few vampires. Uh, we're but uh, but yeah, we're doing it. We're doing uh, something for uh, for a good cause and kind of wanted to highlight. Uh, that gift uh, of, of life, and uh, uh, these are used for uh, uh, people in need. These are used for transfusions. These are used for all, all manner of things. Uh, and uh, and uh, we wanted to, 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 to at least take the first part of the show uh, to kind of highlight that gift and uh, that, that, that communal uh, um, understanding and respect for, for, for those in need. And uh, so if you have a chance to give blood, uh, uh, we, we here definitely encourage you uh, did did you happen to know know your uh, blood type? Uh, I keep forgetting. I know it's not one of the special. Is it, is it, is it on the uh, is it on the list over there? Oh, it is. Oh, let me stand up and see if I can see it. You are a positive. And I'm a very positive. You are a very positive person. Uh, I am O positive. Uh, not that it matters oh for today. <laughs> <laughs> because I am not filling a bag of anything, um, but uh, but uh, but yeah. So so that's what we're doing today. Uh, uh, this is the this is actually February tenth. So this is uh, 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 if you're listening to this, you just missed it. But uh, but I am sure that the uh, that, that uh, if you are interested in giving blood, there's a there's a place online for you to go. Uh, I'll try to find that and and uh, and give that a shout out later on in the podcast. But uh, um, and roughly a year from now, we'll be doing this again at Holy Family. <laughs> there you go. Hopefully, exactly. you can get before then. I I, I told uh, I, I told uh, Jolene that I wanted to do one for around Halloween. Nice. And make it a vampire related uh, uh, kind of a, a theme. Uh, uh, but uh, so maybe maybe I can convince us to do it a little bit earlier than uh, a year sure. from now. So, uh, but uh, but yeah. So. Uh, Again, the podcast for for uh, February seventeenth. Um, I'm gonna keep. Uh, I'm gonna. We're gonna do the first part of the show here, uh, which is why you hear all the background noise. I'm gonna do our our, our uh, sponsor, and then uh, we're gonna get Bruce cleaned up and go over in the other room and, and, and finish it while we uh, read out the, uh, the the scriptures. Because right now Bruce has one arm full of needles 
and the other arm uh, uh, with a microphone in hand. So there's no no chance he can also hold the Bible and read a passage of scripture <laughs> as we go. Bit of a challenge. And actually, uh, uh, do you want to do you want to say uh, what happened to you? Because technically, you had two arms full of needles. Oh, well, just the the tube went bad, so they had to go into the other arm, but. No big deal. I told him to do that. <laughs> I was wondering why you were stepping so close to the tube. So no, of course I didn't. Of, of course, course I didn't. Did. So, uh, but uh, we'll we'll move on then uh, sure. to to our sponsor this uh, th- this week. And this week we have a little bit of a different kind of a sponsor. Our sponsor here uh, are the altar flowers. Uh, last uh, Sunday, this being the tenth, last Sunday, uh, February third, we made kind of an announcement about altar flowers. I double checked, and we have filled out some spots. But uh, they're not completely full, so I figured I would take a chance and an opportunity to focus on the Altar Flowers as our sponsor for this week to kind of drive you towards signing up for a, a, a weekend. Usually, uh, I think a lot of people sign up for a weekend uh, that, that is meaningful to them, an anniversary, and remembrance of a loved one. to make a donation, yeah. Uh, but it also doesn't have to be that. Right. Uh, we, we have, you know... Weekends all all over the place that don't have sponsors right now and don't have uh, altar flowers purchased for it. And uh, if you if we don't, uh, this is one of the things about uh, the operation of Holy Family. If we don't have, um, you can get in there anytime. It's all right. <laughs> if he's done, well, I don't want to keep him bleeding. Um, but uh, why is there a two liter bottle down there? <laughs> Here's the empty Coke bottle, the, the, the two liter Coke bottle. That fill it up. Um, but uh, the altar flowers is, are one of the operations of the church that is not uh, funded as part of the budget. So right. if we don't we have donations, we if, yeah, if we don't have uh, people sign up for for weeks, there are no flowers. And in light of that, uh, um, the uh, uh, I wanted to to highlight some of our altar flowers. So. This arrangement here that I hold, it, it, I love visual aids uh, for pod, uh, audio podcasts because you can't hear uh, or you can't see what I'm talking about. Uh, this arrangement right here features beautiful translucent Asiatic lilies, large pellicid pl- uh, astromeria, some semi-opaque uh, lysanthus, along with a handful of glassy delphinium luminous larkspur, uh, crystalline cushion spray uh, chrysanthemums, a touch of diaphanous sword fern, and it's finished with a backdrop of limpid li- uh, lemon leaf. Now, that's a gorgeous uh, arrangement right there. But this uh, this one boasts of abstract hydrangea, gorgeous fictional green roses, theoretical Asiatic lilies, a sprig of elusive dianthus, whimsical bells of Ireland, a hypothetical grouping, of button spray, chrysanthemums, invented curly willow, fantastic variegated, uh, oh man, I can never say that word, aspidifera, uh, uh, leaves, figmental small aerial leaf, and an apparitional tea leaf. These absolutely stunning, non-existent bouquets will be on display every Sunday should no one sign up for altar flowers. Please enjoy imagining what they look like, or if you would like to see the real thing, please sign up for a Sunday by contacting the church directly. The cost is only $55 per Sunday, and you get to take the arrangement home after the 10 o'clock service. Otherwise, I'm going to continue to enjoy these hallucinatory flowers all to myself. Woohoo! <laughs> uh, so the, I like a good daisy. <laughs> 
So the first arrangement uh, uh, used, uh, literally, I, I, I used thesaurus.com, and uh, um, um, uh, see-through was the were, were all the descriptors of the flowers in the first arrangement, and imaginary were all the descriptors of the second arrangement. Very but, well uh, done. Uh, uh, not really. <laughs> Copy and paste. Copy like and paste. It was, it was like insert, insert, insert. <laughs> Uh, but they are based on very lovely uh, bouquets by, I think, on800flowers.com or one of those websites that I just looked up and was like, what's in this? This is a nice one. <laughs> Beautiful um, aut autumnal look to this one. But, uh, but, uh, but yeah, so, so Bruce, now you're done bleeding. I'm done bleeding, and I'm all bandaged up. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to cut real quick, and we're going to uh, head over to the other room, and, uh, and we'll delve into the readings and, uh, and continue the podcast. So we'll, we'll talk to you shortly. Okay, and we're back. I finished my cookie. Finish your cookie. Uh, no lightheaded uh, lightheadedness, and just just give me a face plant if you uh, need a timeout. Uh, but uh, and I appreciate you doing that. Uh, that oh, my yeah. my apologies to uh, I'm going to say her name is uh, Shannon, the person who would have gotten my blood. Um, uh, you got fantastic O positive blood, but it could have been better. Uh, could have been mine. <laughs> Next so, time, next year, <laughs> next year. That's right. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. So something I did not. I I I, I knew that uh, having a tattoo meant that like they had to double check. I did not realize Nevada was completely unregulated. Um, might want to look into that, Nevada. Um, <laughs> the wild, wild west. Regulated puncturing needles uh, is probably a good thing. I would be my recommendation. I fully support. It. <laughs> and if I lived there, I would vote for it. Um, but uh, but I don't, and so I won't. But anyways, uh, to move on to the semi-more serious portion of our podcast, uh, the readings. Uh, so let's let's go ahead and hop into them. Uh, so on on February seventeenth, we're going to read here from Jeremiah, uh, chapter seventeen, verses five through ten, and that reads this way: Thus says the Lord: Cursed are those who trust in mere mortals, and make mere flesh their strength. Whose hearts turn away from the Lord, they shall be like a shrub in the desert, and shall not see when relief comes. They shall live in the parched places of the wilderness, in an uninhabited salt land. Blessed are those who trust in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. They shall be like a tree planted by water, sending out its roots by the stream. It shall not fear when heat comes, and its leaves shall stay green. In the year of drought, it is not anxious, and it does not cease to bear fruit. The heart is devious above all else. It is perverse. Who can understand it? I, the Lord, test the mind and search the heart to give to all according to their ways, according to the fruit of their doings. Uh, any background context for the book of Jeremiah? I mean, uh, oh, okay. uh, like uh, uh, this is... Like what? What? what when this, is this? Book? This is part of the return of the exiles uh, from captivity in Babylonia, and the teachings that Jeremiah is trying to give to the people from from God, mm -hmm. so that now that they're back, in a sense, with control of their own lives as much as anyone can, they will live lives that are in accordance with God's desires, rather than either their selfish, their own selfish desires. Or perhaps even worse, the living by the values, ethics, and rituals of their Babylonian captors. Mm, okay. So you know, don't don't bring from <laughs> don't bring that noise over here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. I gotcha. Okay. Um, and uh, um, so this is kind of 
in, in, in that vein, that's kind of what this message is is kind of about. Of, of don't bring that. Uh, yes. You know, curse of those who trust in mere mortals and make a, a mere flesh their strength. And don't 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 take uh, uh, put your stock in what you had experienced back there. Let's refocus. And, yeah. And, and and certainly when they were in captivity, they had to they had to rise up to the occasion of being oppressed, being enslaved, having to worship without the benefit of their religious uh, mentors and the uh, temple worship. So they did have to do more things on their own than hmm. they will now do that now that they're free again. And so in some ways it's set aside those survival tactics that were so important but are no longer necessary. And it's a great life lesson mm -hmm. because many of us at different times have to live a certain way in order to get through a terrible situation, even as simple as masking our feelings. When the terrible situation is over, it's time to restore ourselves to normal life, normal living, talk about our feelings again, okay. recognize them. Again, that's the, mm -hmm. probably the, the more shallow um, examples I could give, but, it's a safe one to give. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, I, I seem to remember at some point in time uh, hearing or learning that um, to the specifically to the Jewish people, but I think in this period, the period of time when this would have been written, that a lot of references to uh, trees and growth mm, uh, yeah. also kind of mirror uh, like lineage or uh, like like a, would kind of symbolize like a family a family tree or or, or, or how long uh, like a, a people would would live and that's where some at least some of the language about uh, um, trees and sprouting and and deep roots and that kind of thing uh, uh, um, how those those that imagery would speak to the readers or to, or to the audience is that, is that kind of similar here? Because no. it talks about like, okay, <laughs> it is a little bit. It is a little bit. Okay. I just wanted to be able to say no once to you and watch your eyes. Uh, you <laughs> say no to me a lot because I'm usually wrong. <laughs> it, it, it's a reference to a very common image and somewhat what you were referring to, uh, in the middle East during this time period and before and after as well of the tree of life. Okay. And so that's not just one's family lineage, mm -hmm. but more the the source of all life, and, and not in a, in a simply divine sense, but the imagery of tree of life with its roots going into the ground, pulling up nutrients, mm -hmm. going beyond literally where anyone can see, particularly in that time without killing the tree, and growing in an almost mysterious way. That's part of the of the truly mythological imagery I mean that in a good way mm -hmm. of the tree of life that was that was strong in the Middle East then and actually continues to be in a number of world religions hmm. interesting so so uh, the other I guess the other question that I have is in relation to verse nine and ten where we kind of badmouth the heart here um, uh, and I'm curious as to why is do you have any information as to why the uh, why it's necessarily uh, the focus of uh, of uh, uh, the writer's ire here, because uh, I mean, like for the purposes of Holy Family, we talk about being the heart and hands of Jesus. Uh, um, so, is it like why why uh, why this body part? Is there is there any reason as to the that being the context of the? If the verse? I'm recalling correctly, and, and please feel free to email in if I'm getting this wrong, and we'll correct it next week. I'm, I'm getting an email right now that says you're wrong. 
Okay. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> the um, heart was considered the center of the person. Mm, and mm-hmm. that in the way that today we would say our mind, you know, mm-hmm. they would say their heart. And so it's really not saying my emotions are perverse and who can understand it. It's really saying I am perverse. So the and natural, the, the, the baseline for humanity yeah, it is, just one's, is perversion. And well, not no. Once you make it into a perversion, then that has all sorts of connotations in English. English, sure, sure. It's it's more. It, it is the meaning here. The connotation of perverse here is not being able to understand it, rather than mm-hmm. doing the bad thing. Gotcha. Okay. So it's we can't understand ourselves. Okay. We are constantly okay. surprising ourselves in good and bad ways. We are um, inexplicable to ourselves, and that's mm-hmm. why we need God. Gotcha. Uh, because uh, in the next verse, uh, the Lord uh, is to test the mind and search the heart to give all according to their ways, according to the fruit of their doing. So uh, there's no one answer uh, for everyone. There is an answer for each individual because you have different talents and God and tends to use you in different ways. Yeah, and, and God pays that kind of attention to each individual, which mm-hmm. particularly in this time period that Jeremiah was writing, and I think it's true today that we don't talk about it as much, there was such a surprise that God could, in fact, have the attention span and reach of awareness that every single individual was in God's sight. Hmm. That that if you remember some of your Greek or Roman mythology or other ancient um, theologies, really, there's always this possibility of hiding from from a god mm-hmm. because they have limitations. Whereas throughout the uh, Bible, we see that the one true God actually can always see the Garden of Eden story, where he's like, "Hey, where'd everybody go?" And Adam and Eve think they're hiding. But God knows right where they are. Right. Here's another place where mm. you really can't hide from God. God is with you all the time. Good news is God loves you all the time. But you also don't get any private time away from God. Right. 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 Cool. Anything else? Yeah. One. The overall reach of this passage mm-hmm. is a curse and a blessing. And we we have covered this yeah. in one of one of the uh, the the nine o'clock hour. Uh, right uh, sessions, uh, curses, curses and blessings being a, a style of writing, essentially that it was it was fairly common. Uh, right, uh, a very that, lit- common literary form. Yeah, that that one would, the curse would follow the blessing. Well, yeah, <laughs> or, or, it, it was the enforcement arm mm-hmm. of the blessing, and one of the biggest reasons I want to point it out is we'll see that again in Luke with um, the beatitude foreshadowing in Luke. There is foreshadowing here of this reading selection, so we have this. Little experience of blessing and curses mm-hmm. in Jeremiah, and then we'll have another one in the, coming from Jesus's own mouth in Luke. Hmm. Cool. So stay tuned. Stay don't, tuned. Don't don't stop the podcast yet. Keep right. Going. So uh, then let's let's uh, let's move on then to First Corinthians. We're still we're still uh, driving through First Corinthians at this point in time in our lectionary readings. So this time it's chapter fifteen, verses twelve through twenty. 
And that reads, Now if Christ is proclaimed as raised from the dead, how can some of you say there is no resurrection of the dead? If there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ has not been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then our proclamation has been in vain, and your faith has been in vain. Even uh, We are even found to be misrepresenting God because we testify of God that he raised Christ, whom he did not raise if it is true that the dead are not raised. For if the dead are not raised, then Christ has not been raised. If Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile, and you are still in your sins. Then those also who have died in Christ have perished. If for this life only we have hoped in Christ, we are of all people most to be pitied. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead and the first fruits of those who have died. So this is one of those uh, cases, and there are several in the New Testament, but I think also, uh, I think it's in First Corinthians, uh, uh, but where there's a lot of logic here. Right. And the language... Uh, in some ways, I think makes it uh, a little bit more difficult to quite follow exactly <laughs> what he's trying to say. Um, but uh, so, uh, so, so walk us through what he's what he's trying to tell the Corinthians here. Just one tiny step back. Sure. A lot of Christians don't realize that by the time of Jesus, a belief in a, the afterlife was very strong within the Jewish tradition, as it continues to be today. Mm -hmm. A belief in heaven and to a certain degree, a belief in in a hell type of place, okay. though not the middle age fiery place. So, the concept of life after death in through God's divine grace was not at all foreign to okay. the the world Jesus was walking through, and now Paul is living in. So. One of the things that people would talk about when they're talking about the, their theologies is, do you believe in an afterlife? Mm -hmm. And some did, some didn't. So it was a common thing to argue about. And here we have a construction, uh, a written construction of an argument about the afterlife. Okay. Okay. So, so that's so people say, okay, here comes an afterlife argument. Let's let's hear him out. Let's see what he has to say. Mm -hmm. And and what Paul is trying to communicate is that because Jesus Christ was raised from the dead. Therefore, we can be assured that we get to experience an afterlife. I mean, that, that's the sum total of it. One of the things that's interesting is that Paul uses the term repeatedly of Christ mm -hmm. rather than Jesus. Okay, walk us through the significance of that then. What many scholars talk about is that for the earliest Christians, they would talk about Christ in order to emphasize the eternal and resurrected nature of that piece of God. And it's almost the opposite of contemporary Christianity in the United States, where there's a lot of emphasis on Jesus. Mm -hmm. Where, Whereas with the early Christians, Jesus was that incarnation of God that God made human that lived for 30 odd years. We aren't sure exactly how many and then died. Mm -hmm. The resurrected presence mm -hmm. of Jesus was the Christ. And gotcha. therefore that's how you could differentiate when you were writing between the eternal Christ that we experience now 
and the Jesus that people who lived before Paul got right. to experience face to face. Okay. Okay. So, so he's basically saying over and over the resurrected one, the resurrected one, the resurrected one, the resurrected mm-hmm. one to really drive home the reality of the resurrection and its centrality to our sense of what human life means. Hmm. That, that that's a that's a very interesting. Uh, um, no, you see, these are the kind of things that you don't really uh, you don't really get to dig into when you hear it on Sunday. It's like uh, you that only, kind of thing. You know, have less than twenty minutes. It's hard to get into all of this. <laughs> yeah, twenty minutes yeah. for the sermon. Yeah. Um, so, for, I, I, and I am also noticing a thing. He really likes whatever the the phrase that we have interpreted to be as in vain. Uh, we've had like three weeks in a row for uh, readings from First Corinthians where uh, uh, yeah. things have been referenced as being in vain or or would be in vain. So I'm not sure what he uh, what exactly he likes about that phrase that we have at least interpreted as in vain. But I've noticed that that word uh, continues to come up in in his readings. That's a neat insight. I hadn't noticed that. So now, sometime during this week, I'll try to look up the Greek of that and see what that might be about. Yeah, Thank and you. then we can get Bruce's interpretation of yeah. what that word actually means. But, uh, but, but I will uh, try to do it off the top of my head now. <laughs> <laughs> no, just crack open that. Go ahead and crack it open and uh, let's, uh, let's research it. No, have we have time. No. Okay. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, so, um, um, but yeah, this is, uh, 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 this kind of reminds me a little bit, like like I said, uh, the, the, the logical structure of like, when I was a child, I behaved like a child, yes. I walked like a child. And I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. We okay. got it. I think, we got it. I think I get it. I think I get it. But there's a lot of repetitive nature to the the phrase, uh, to the way that that it's worded. And sometimes you can kind of get lost in the. Wait a minute. Wait. What was your point again? I'm, I'm yeah. a little. And and part of a teaching technique that's still alive today, but obviously Paul uses repeatedly is repetition. Sure. And sure. That way, if it worked for you me, started looking school, out the window in the middle of the reading right. of the letter. You can say, wait a minute, what's he talking about? What's all this Christ-resurrected stuff? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, okay, you can right. catch up. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I, I like, uh, um, I, I, I specifically like, and maybe it's the the uh, Star Trek fan uh, in me uh, that likes it, but uh, verse 17, where it talks about, uh, if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile. <laughs> Very Borg-esque. Uh, anyways, that's the nerd of me. Sorry about that. And uh, anything else about <laughs> First Corinthians? I think we should just you know, reference the Borg and move on. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. So uh, moving on to Luke, chapter 6, verses 17 through 26. Uh, he came down with them and stood on a level place with a great crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea, Jerusalem, and the coast of Tyre and Sidon. They had come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases, and those who were troubled with unclean spirits were cured. And all in the crowd were trying to touch him, for power came out from him and healed all of them. Then he looked up at his disciples and said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you will be filled. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you who, when people hate you, and when they exclude you, revile you, and defame you on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day, and leap for joy, for surely your reward is great in heaven, for that is what their ancestors did to the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are full now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who are laughing now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when all speak well of you, for that is what their ancestors did to the false prophets. So, as you alluded to before, 
here's the blessing and the curse. Right. Which we usually, I, I think, uh, the the larger Christian church, uh, 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 that abstract concept, uh, focuses on the blessings uh, quite it's, a lot. Uh, and we kind of skip the woes. <laughs> very much so. Yeah, you won't I see the woes. I say skip it, but we kind of like... Keep but blessed are you. <laughs> That's the happiness. I keep going back to the image you gave us a few weeks ago of the college poster in the Christian dorm. You're not going to get the curses on that poster. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Hang in there. Hang in there. Hang in there. Because later you're going to fall. <laughs> <laughs> and woe to you. <laughs> Invade. Futile, etc. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, yeah. So, um, so like I said, explain a little bit more that that uh, that device of, of, uh, of, of blessings and woes, curses and blessings. Well, in the almost earliest literature we have of, or literature I mean in terms of written forms rather than the, the format of fictional writing. The earliest written forms we have from uh, the Israelites and other cultures as well mm -hmm. in the Middle East, the blessings and curses were actually a form of keeping a covenant. It was before there were lawsuits and judges and things like that. So if you and I want to reach an agreement about something, say a sale of land uh -huh. or transfer of cattle, you, the blessings could be if you perform this obligation that we are now agreeing upon, your cattle will give lots of calves and uh -huh. the, they will live long lives and give lots of milk. But if you fail then your cattle will be barren and they will die early and their skins will be unable to be sold because of blemishes. And they get this, really this creative. Is, this is early contract law. It really is. Yeah. 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 Which I found fascinating because I, 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 I work for contract lawyers. So yeah. uh, it, that, that, that's a really interesting aspect to that style mm -hmm. that, it, that that's, that's kind of where it comes from. And if it, you should not uh, fulfill your obligations – you know, it's it a little really, bit stronger than I bite my thumb at you. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's in continuity. And it, I hope all those cattle die. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. And, you know, your, your mother will fall in a well. I mean, <laughs> some of them were really creative. And because they were considered so powerful, mm -hmm. they were not written down when the scriptures were written down. Hmm. Off some were as we just had in Jeremiah, and now we have some here in Luke. So we have little references to them here and there in the scripture, uh -huh. and it's understood that the reader or listener will fill in as, oh, okay, there was some powerful stuff after that about right. blessings, and some powerful stuff after that about curses, but they didn't want me to accidentally step into that contract mm -hmm. by reading that and therefore affirming it. So then what, what is... So here, oh God. we are stepping into it. Yeah. And we are affirming it. Mm -hmm. um, the, so we, we are told that if we are basically living in deprivation or sorrow or disgrace for the sake of Christ, mm -hmm. then we in fact are blessed. Right. And... One way of translating blessed is holy. Okay. Yeah. So um, it's not that God is giving us something. It's that we are living in a state of grace. Mm -hmm. So it takes out some of the gimme, gimme, gimme dimension of it. Mm -hmm. And if we are living in a way that's essentially selfish, then we are cursed. 
So the, the, the curses here, the woes here about being rich and full, um, laughing, um, being spoken well of, they aren't supposed to be taken literally of, oh my goodness, I can't laugh in church. Right. But it's more... As, as demonstrated by us constantly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> can't laugh on a podcast either. That... Not a religious one, Bruce. For God's <laughs> sakes, have some decency. <laughs> Maybe a little ha-ha here and there. Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> Preferably with an English accent. There you go. So it's about instead people who basically are so ignorant of what's going on around them that they don't worry about anyone around them mm, mm-hmm. or the environment right. or justice or, anything. or blind to the needs of others. And, yeah. And, blind to the needs yeah. of others and the need of the world at large. And I'm kind of reminded um, as I sit here now and think of, of these blessings and woes, it, it kind of translates a little bit to me as um one of the reasons, like the saying of like, uh, you can't enjoy a sunny day if you don't have a cloudy day, yeah. you know, you know, something along those lines. Because, um, in a way, uh, that that uh, not the intention mm-hmm. of, of the writing, but to me, you know, that is kind of the woe of of you know, if you're laughing now, it doesn't get better than that <laughs> moment. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It, it's 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 downhill from there. Uh, and so, uh, in a way, remind yourself as as you go through hardship or you go through uh, uh, weeping or, or or hungry that it does get better. Yes. Uh, and so that when you do have those moments where you feel rich or you are full or you are laughing, to cherish those because sometimes those moments are fleeting and you're back down to feeling hungry uh, yeah, or poor. That works. Um, so. Just the way it has struck my brain at this at this point is is, is a kind of a, a remindance of of of, of uh, be mindful of of that and 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 appreciate as you have this ebb and flow of life. Appreciate and also share and share. Yeah, because uh, sometimes you're you're in your moments of being full and your moments of laughing and your moments of uh, feeling rich that that uh, there is somebody that you could pull. Uh, up to that peak of, right. of emotion or experience with you, exactly, uh, and and to share of yourself. So yeah, something else that's interesting here is we have very similar blessings mm-hmm. uh, in the in the Gospel of Matthew. You referred to that a few minutes ago, mm-hmm. but one of the major differences is that Matthews are in the third person. So blessed are those, mm-hmm. whereas here Jesus is blessed are you. Mm-hmm. And so Luke really wants to drive home. This is for us. Right. This is about you. This isn't yeah. about the person. Yeah. You don't point across who's not the room reading and this say, right now. That's the one right. who gets cursed. That's the one who's blessed. Right. This is, yeah. this Luke, is a personal experience. I am talking to you. Right. And Luke tends to do that repeatedly through the gospel. So it's, hmm. it's consistent with Luke's theology and his approach to sharing Jesus's teachings and, meaning by putting it right in our face. And, hmm. and that's one of the reasons that I love the gospel of Luke Yeah, is that it's hard to, <laughs> it's hard to find the wiggle room. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah. maybe he's, he's, he's maybe, maybe, maybe that that's not me. Maybe yeah, it's not that's me. pretty strong language. I don't know as if uh, he'd be talking about me. Right. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't leave very much room for, uh, for that interpretation. Right. Uh, uh, there's no escaping Luke's gaze here. Yeah. Um, and he's sharing it with lots and lots of people in the gospel mm-hmm. of Luke and Matthew. It's implied that might just be the apostles, Mm-hmm. But in Luke, 
he describes people coming from Judea, Jerusalem, mm-hmm. Tyre, Sidon, that they're literally coming from all corners of Israel to right. come hear Jesus. Mm-hmm. Coming you know, sometimes 100 miles away to hear him. And this is how he chooses to use that platform. Mm-hmm. So the other thing to note is there's no platform. Right. That Matthew, it's the Sermon on the Mount. Mm-hmm. Here, it's the Sermon on the Plain. Hmm. And many people have speculated that that was Luke's way of saying, look, this really is for everyone. Mm-hmm. This is not words from on high that only right. the holiest will fulfill. Right. Uh, this uh, is for all of us. A uh, hierarchical structure. And, right. Yeah. Right. No, I'm just a, I'm just a, a lowly person. That wasn't meant for me. And <laughs> Right. You can't get off the hook. <laughs> I'm not an apostle. Thank God I'm not an apostle. Right. I was, he's I was he's not talking the to me. That hill. I'm at the bottom of the hill, so I can ignore it. But, but we're all on the same level. Yeah. We're all equal in hearing these words and are all equally responsible for living out the holiness, the blessing, and therefore is susceptible to the curse. So, so is that uh, maybe an implication that uh, th- this might have been delivered on a mount, but Luke specifically makes it a plane so that it doesn't give that imagery of being... That's one of those questions that I, I we figure don't know. somewhere in heaven there's a information booth you get to go right. up to and say, what does this verse mean? And Checking. Checking. <laughs> And, you know, someone will say, why do you still care? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But here in Luke, there's that point that's consistent with this gospel. In Matthew, though, there's just as consistent a reason why Matthew could alter it to make it on a mount, because he repeatedly was drawing an equivalence between Jesus and Moses, and Moses receiving communications from God on mountaintops. Uh So there's no way to know... Whether or not at this juncture, right, which is the which more the historically yeah. accurate, but being Episcopalians, we can honestly say both are equally meaningful mm-hmm. at different points in our lives as individuals and as a church. One or the other may be more important, or ideally, spiritually, we hold them in a spiritual tension within us. How very, how very rabbi esque of you is like. Well, what does the mount mean to yes. you? And that, and that's what we try to do as Episcopalians is yeah. live out that rabbinical style. Very cool. Very yeah. cool. Um, well, uh, before we leave, uh, do we have any verses that deal with uh, blood drives? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, I was trying to figure out a way to make uh, give to Caesar, render to Caesar what is Caesar's, but that's not really. <laughs> I'm just thinking of all sorts of terrible medieval art. <laughs> well, well, in a way, uh, maybe maybe the, the the blessed are you, blessed are you who give. Uh, yeah. of, of so yours. you're cursed. <laughs> And with that, that note. And on that note, I couldn't end it any better. Uh, uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, this was your podcast for February 17th, 2019. I was Ben. And I'm still Bruce. And we'll talk to you next time. Thanks. Bye-bye.